0: You have reached Road Talk. Navigating Your Journey, a ministry and podcast of the Discover Young Adults Ministry at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. We meet at 945 on Sunday mornings, and we have small groups all throughout the week. We are located at Preston Road and Highway 635 in North Dallas. My name is Jacob Hawk. I'm the Young Adults Minister and the host of this podcast. It doesn't matter if you are single, dating, if you want to be dating, if you're married, if you want to be married— or if you're divorced, or if you're trying to figure out at what stage of life you are passing through, at the Discover Young Adults Ministry, we want to help you discover life, discover love, and discover the Lord. If I can help you or serve you in any way, or if I can pray for you, please email me at jacob at Well, I want to thank you for tuning in again today to Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey. This is a podcast associated with the Preston Crest Church of Christ in North Dallas. And if you are looking for a church home, especially after this terrible pandemic, and since the days of quarantine, if you were looking for people to connect with and grow with in your journey with Jesus, we would love to help minister to you and worship with you and just serve with you here at the Pressing Crest Church of Christ. You can find out more information about us at PressingCrest.org, and you can email me directly at Jacob at we are now about three months into this new podcast, and we have covered a lot of topics so far. Most recently, we have done a complete series on baptism. Uh, we've also talked about how to study your Bible. Dustin Jones was with us last week talking about good Bible study habits, and we've talked about the struggles and challenges of social media and submitting to the government and and forgiving other people, and all kinds of things that really speak to the heart of every Christian who wants to follow Jesus faithfully and effectively, especially in this challenging and problematic year of 2020. But today, I want to talk about a little bit of a different kind of topic. Uh, We're going to have some more series in the coming weeks. Right now, we're doing just kind of one-off sessions, one-off episodes that kind of stand on their own. And today's one of those episodes, but even today, this topic, I would say, is a little bit different. Now, it's very important. In fact, it could be one of the most important things that we ever talk about. And that is the topic of forgiving yourself. Forgiving yourself. Forgiveness is one of the key vertebrae to the church's backbone. And we talk about forgiveness a lot. Obviously, we love to dwell on God's forgiveness for us as His people. We proudly memorize and recite verses from the Apostle Paul, verses that speak of God's forgiveness in such powerful, calming ways, like words which we find in the book of Ephesians, that in Him we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And we want to talk about God forgiving us because we want to take comfort in God forgiving us, knowing that we still have the opportunity one day to go home and be with God because of the blood of Jesus, even though we are so undeserving. And really, the entire series on baptism speaks to this fact. About how we come into that covenant relationship with God, where that promise is real for us as God's people. And even though it's not as enjoyable, we often speak about our need to forgive other people. Uh, sometimes with frustration, we remember what Paul wrote in the book of Colossians, in Colossians chapter 3, when he said that you need to forgive as God forgave you. And if you have not listened to episode five in this podcast, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that episode where my good friend Wes McAdams joined me. And we talked about what that forgiveness looks like, forgiving us as God forgives us and how challenging that is, but how vital that is not only for our own well being, but also for our own salvation. We have to be people who let go of anger and who can love unconditionally. As God loves us. But again, there's a different type of forgiveness that we don't speak of as much, and we really need to speak of more. And that is forgiving yourself. You say, forgive yourself. Is that even possible? I thought that that only God could forgive me. How could I be so arrogant? to forgive myself. Well, forgiving yourself is very important for your own faith. And it's something that you have to do if you want to survive the challenges of life. And so in this brief episode, I want to ask just three questions about forgiving yourself. And the first one is why? Why should you forgive yourself? I think the first answer to that first question is pretty obvious. You're a human being, so you're going to make mistakes. The world often says that Christians don't think that they do anything wrong. I've never known any Christians who have believed that. Now, they may act that way, or they may send that message through their attitude, through their pride, Uh, but we all know, as the world knows, that's just a flat-out lie. Christians make a lot of mistakes. Now, we aren't supposed to, but we do. We do all the time. Even the Apostle Paul, one of the greatest, most devoted Christians to ever live, a man who went on missionary journeys, who was beaten and imprisoned for his faith. A man who left everything for Jesus, who wrote 13 books of the New Testament. The Apostle Paul, speaking about his own life in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, said that he was the chief of sinners, that he was a blasphemer, that in his previous way of living, he was even a violent man. So even the Apostle Paul knew that he had made many mistakes in his life. And then there's, well, there's Peter. Let's not even get started with Peter. Uh, Peter, the great apostle, he liked to speak a lot more than he would listen. And let's be honest, Peter would say some pretty irrational, sometimes even some, some dumb things. Peter had highs and Peter had lows. And when Peter would write his books in the New Testament, Peter would speak of his own failures. And he would remember his own imperfections and his own mistakes. Even before people technically became Christians during the life and ministry of Jesus, Jesus speaks to this fact. On that day in John chapter 8, when The angry religious mob bring to Jesus this woman who has been caught in adultery, and they are clenching stones in their fist, and they are ready to take her life, and they want to see how Jesus will handle that situation. What should this woman's punishment be? Jesus very calmly looked at that angry crowd and said, listen, anyone here who is without sin, let them cast the first stone. I'm sure you've read John chapter 8, you know how that story ends. We can hear the sounds of the stones dropping to the ground as each angry mobster walked away from the scene knowing that they were each guilty of their own sin. Why should you forgive yourself? Because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have sin in your life. In fact, I think God's people might make even more mistakes because Satan realizes that he's losing another soul and he's going to try even harder to turn these people back to him rather than to God. The Apostle Paul expounds on this idea in Galatians chapter 5 when he says, You know, the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you would not do what you would want to do. There is tension there, and you're not always going to make the right decision. You're not always going to land in the right spot. You will make mistakes. And our bodies... It's not just our minds and our hearts, but our bodies cause us to sin. But even though our bodies cause us to sin, the Apostle Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians 6, you still need to love your body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. In the same way, we should honor our body through the physical choices that we make. We honor our bodies by forgiving our bodies when we make mistakes emotionally or spiritually or even physically. And we forgive ourselves because we take great comfort in the fact and knowing that our forgiveness is total forgiveness. When God says we are forgiven, it's not a partial pardon. It is a full pardon. He means it. And if God means that we are truly forgiven, we've got to learn to truly forgive ourselves. We cannot hang on to things that God let go of many, many years ago. That's why you should forgive yourself. The second question I want to ask today is how? How should you forgive yourself? Some things I've learned in my own life. (laughs) Number one, be realistic. And one of the best ways to be realistic is to set reachable goals for your faith. I played competitive golf in high school, actually at the J.J. Pierce High School here in the Dallas area. And J.J. Pierce always had a tremendous reputation for having a very good golf team. Uh, playoffs were just expected. Making it to state was just something that people thought was going to happen. I remember my sophomore year playing high school golf. The girls' golf team, they, they made the promise at the beginning of the year, this year we're going to win state. That's that's good. That's fine. That's a that's a great goal. There was only one problem. None of them were any good. They were not good golfers. In fact, the number two golfer on the girls varsity team that year was left handed and she only had right handed gloves. I mean, they put up some huge numbers. I remember one girl shot 137 in one of the tournaments, and she was on varsity. And they thought that they were going to be the team that won state. Well, you can probably guess what happened. They didn't win state. They didn't even make it to regionals. And then they felt like they had something to apologize for. And we said, you have nothing to apologize for. We didn't expect you to win state. We just wanted you to have a good time. We've got to be realistic with ourselves. We've got to set reachable goals. And that is so true for our faith. There's nothing wrong with being ambitious. (laughs) There's nothing wrong wrong with wanting to do great things for the kingdom, but be realistic in how you're going to do that. So many Christians, specifically new Christians, will say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that in the next six months, but but they don't do it. And then they get discouraged, and then they stop trying, and they fall away. Look, if, if memorizing sentences or big words or even long excerpts of scriptures not your thing, don't set a goal for yourself that you're going to memorize 40 Scriptures a year. If getting up and making public presentations is not your gift, if it's not your passion, don't set a goal for yourself that you're going to become the best Bible class teacher at church. Find out what you enjoy doing. Find out what you're good at and focus on those things. And then it doesn't become as difficult to forgive yourself when you don't live up to these unexpected expectations for yourself. You know, I think about the Wall of China, one of the great wonders of the world. It's mind-boggling to think about how human beings came together to build that Great Wall of China in the relatively short amount of time that they built it. And then you realize that that Great Wall of China was built and completed just like any other project. It was built and it was completed one brick at a time. In a realistic, reasonable way. If they had tried to build it all at once, that wall would have never been built. But rather, one brick at a time led to an amazing achievement. I think that's one of the reasons why elders in God's church, they are men who are older, who have learned some lessons from life, who have wisdom that comes from age and experience. It's not very reasonable to expect a man to be a great leader in the Lord's church at the age of 25. Time has not proven that he can be. You have to be reasonable and realistic with yourself. And when you do forgive yourself, don't offer yourself anything less than you would offer other people. If you're going to be quick to forgive others, when you don't measure up to what you want for yourself, you need to be quick to forgive yourself as well. Secondly, if you want to be really good at forgiving yourself, you've got to learn to remember your blessings. When you sin and you fall short of the glory of God, which we will all do according to the book of Romans, we have to remember that the blood of Jesus is still there to purify us from all sin. That grace is still there to help us get up and to keep trying, to make us want to do better and to be better. And I believe that when we focus on these amazing, heavenly, divine blessings, the discouragement that comes from our shortcomings, well, that discouragement quickly decreases, and forgiving ourselves becomes much more natural and much more easy. I'd also encourage you to pray. If you want to learn to forgive yourself, you've got to learn how to pray. As often as you pray that God will help you to forgive others, pray that God can help you to forgive yourself it's not easy but it's necessary and the reason why it's necessary is because of the third question here that I want to ask we've talked about why we should forgive ourselves and we've talked about how we should forgive ourselves but the third question is is what happens if you don't do it What happens if you don't forgive yourself? And that answer is very simple. You're going to lose your focus. You're going to lose your drive. And when you lose your focus and your drive for Jesus, you quickly walk away from the Christian life. You lose your faith. Instead of drawing closer to God's mercy, you drift further into man's darkness. I mentioned the Apostle Peter just a few moments ago. He's one of my favorite people to study because he's so much like us. He had the best of intentions, but he had the worst of actions. Peter knew what he wanted to be, but he often struggled to be that person. And obviously, probably the lowest point of his life was the night that Jesus was arrested and taken into the courtyard where he would soon face the agony of the crucifixion. Just as Jesus had promised three times, Peter denied Jesus. The last time he did it while he was warming his hands over an open fire, making himself comfortable. And then he heard the rooster crow. And he remembered what Jesus had said, even though Peter had emphatically promised Jesus, I'll never do that. He did it. Scripture tells us that Peter wept bitterly. He was absolutely disgusted by what he had done, as he should have been. He had denied Jesus. He had promised Jesus, I will never leave you. And then, and really his first opportunity to keep that promise Peter not only walked away from Jesus, but he denied even knowing who he was. It was utter and complete failure. But here's what I love so much about that story. Some 50 days later, on the day of Pentecost, the man who denied Jesus, he stood up to preach arguably the best sermon that has ever been preached on the day of Pentecost. The man who denied Jesus opened the way up to Jesus with the keys to the kingdom by telling people how they would be saved. And because of Peter's sermon and because of the power of God and the Holy Spirit, 3,000 people were baptized. And it happened after the man who denied Jesus proclaimed him in such a powerful public way God was not the only one who forgave Peter for Peter to go from the courtyard to Pentecost Peter forgave Peter and for us to do great things for the Lord God's not going to be the only one who forgives us we have to forgive ourselves too Some people will say, well, that's just too hard. I mean, it's just too difficult. I don't think I can do that. Well, let me tell you about things that people say are just too hard. One of my favorite movies is the movie A League of Their Own, which starred Tom Hanks back in the 1990s. I think it's one of Tom Hanks' best movies If you haven't seen the movie or if you've forgotten what the movie was about, let me set the scene for you. It takes place during World War II when all of the men had gone off to war. And to keep baseball alive for America, America's favorite pastime, women began playing professional baseball. Tom Hanks is the coach of the Rockford Peaches, the best team in the Women's Major League Baseball League. And the very best player in the entire league was on Tom Hanks' team, the catcher by the name of Dottie Henson. Toward the end of the season, Dottie Henson quits, and she goes back home to Oregon to be with her family. Tom Hanks goes looking for her before the big championship game, and he asks her, why did you quit? And Dottie Henson says, It just got too hard. And Tom Hanks looks at Dottie Henson. And Tom Hanks says, Of course it's hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. But the hard is what makes it great. Of course it's hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. But the hard is what makes it great. And I believe that those words perfectly describe, though for a very different situation, those words perfectly describe the tension that we face as Christians. Of course it's hard. Jesus said it was going to be hard. And if it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. But the hard is what makes it great. And forgiving ourselves is the very thing that keeps us in the game. It is hard, but if we can learn to forgive ourselves when we don't always live up to the potential that we thought that we had, it keeps us in the game. You still might be saying, you know, I really want to do this, but I just don't think I can. I think that's a job that only God can do. Well, you're right in the sense that God is the one who makes forgiveness possible. If God thought we weren't going to sin, there would be no need for baptism. Baptism. If God thought we weren't going to make mistakes, there would be no need for grace. If God thought we didn't need a Savior, there would have been no reason to send His one and only Son to the cruelty of the cross. But God knew that we needed forgiveness. And God also knows that we must forgive ourselves. The problem is we don't always do. Now, don't misunderstand me. We can't let it get out of hand and forgive ourselves so much for sin no longer bothers us. We still need that godly sorrow that produces repentance that the Apostle Paul speaks of in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. But after we repent, we can't be afraid to forgive ourselves. Because when we do, we will be stronger people. We will be better people. And we will learn more about God and His love. I had a very good friend several years ago who's still a very good friend of mine. He had a tremendous amount of ability to become a preacher. He was well read, he was well educated, he had great presentation skills, he had the heart for people. And I encouraged him time and time again to go into ministry, to become a preacher, to serve the church in that way. And he always said the reason that he wouldn't do it was because he knew himself. He said, I'm just not cut out for this. I'm not going to be good enough. I know me. I know my tendencies, and I don't belong in full-time ministry. I could not have disagreed more. He was the exact type of person with the exact type of skill set that God could use in some amazing ways. You may say that about your own life. You may say, I'll never be as good as I know I can be because I know me. I know that I will mess it up. Well, that's true. You may know yourself, but you know who else knows you? God knows you, God knows your potential, and God can use anyone. You see, you aren't the only one who needs you to forgive yourself. Your family needs you to forgive yourself, your friends need you to forgive yourself, and the kingdom needs you to forgive yourself. It's so easy to say I've done so many things wrong and to get down and depressed and to give up. But what's not easy is to say, yes, I've done many things wrong, but I still have a hope for salvation. Which one are you saying? My friend, fix your faults. Focus on the future. And remember that only the forgiven will see heaven. I want to close the same way I close each time by reminding you that along this journey of life, there will be road work along the way. But here at Road Talk, we want to help you get ready by navigating your journey. Keep your eyes on heaven. Have a great week. Forgive yourself. Know that God loves you, and so do we. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.